The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. A while since I've been in front of you. Um, if you don't know me, I'm Patrick Still. I'm the director of youth programs for the Coffee Oasis. Uh, I've been, uh, we've been going through a sermon series around the armor of God, and uh, I believe we're in the seventh week of uh, this series. And I, and I think I've been here once for the last five or seven weeks. Um, it is good to see all of your your faces. Um, I just want to take the pulse in the room a little bit. How many of you have been here more than once for this series? Okay. Has has it been a blessing to you? Has this been an encouraging series to you? Yes. Um, I think there's a few things that uh, I've I found incredibly enjoyable uh, about it um, being one of which we, we get to talk about spiritual warfare and the idea that um, sometimes I get trapped by the physical things too much and, and don't uh, see the spiritual things. And this has been a nice dialogue for me. Um, also, I think one of the things I've enjoyed also is that idea of being very intentional and putting on the ar- armor and revisiting that again. Um, it, it also, uh, just seeing God's provision for us as his children, whether that is on the mountaintop or in the valley in the middle of praise or in the middle of a battle, uh, seeing God's uh, wonderful provision as a child has been, uh, this this has been a blessing to me. I've been listening to it in my car while traveling around o- over the website, uh, and it's also been a blessing to see different uh, individuals sharing God's word up here. Um, today, we're going to continue in this uh, series, and we're going to talk about the uh, sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Uh, we keep re- coming back to the Ephesians six seventeen verse, and it says in verse 17, uh, take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And um, some images that come to play here, the sword of the spirit. Um, He's likening this armor uh, to the armor that uh, the soldiers of the day uh, would uh, have. And the sword of the spirit is likened to the sword that the Roman soldiers would have, a double-edged sword coming to a tip, from tip to handle, uh, sharp, uh, short, a short sword, something used for uh, close combat. Uh, we're not talking sp- spears or cattle bolts here. You're going to be in someone's face with this weapon. Um, the, it, they, they give it as an illustration of the sword of the spirit uh, and 
um, a soldier of the day would have known exactly what they meant because uh, every soldier was armed with this uh, this weapon. Um, unlike previous weeks, we've been talking about a lot of defensive armor. Helmets, breastplates, belts. These are uh, to protect the individual in the battle uh, that they're facing. The sword of the spirit is the first offensive weapon that we're going to be talking about uh, today. It is designed to take ground. It isn't designed uh, just to protect you, but is designed to take ground in a battle. Um, Just like all of the other uh, pieces of armor that we've been talking about for the last several weeks, in order uh, to uh, use it, we have to take it up. It has to be on our uh, body. We have to, uh, if we're going into battle, we have to uh, use it. Um, I have a question just to kind of bring us to the here and now in the idea of warfare, the idea of spiritual warfare. Um, Want to ask the question, if a soldier in today's army was to go into battle without a gun, would they be ill-equipped to fight? A soldier today went into battle without a gun. Would they be ill-equipped to fight? In battle, that individual, that soldier, would soon die. In the same way, just as Christians, without the sword of the Spirit, Um, we are ill-equipped to stand in front of the evil one. I want to give kind of a theme verse uh, for us uh, today. Um, And it's from Ephesians 6, uh, 10 uh, through 13. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, uh, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you are able to stand your ground. Um, one thing I think this series has been helpful is reminding us that this is a spiritual battle that we engage in it isn't about feeling inadequate as a dad with your kids it isn't uh, what is happening at your job or in your marriage it isn't Uh, about that person you don't get along with. Those are surface issues, but the root of uh, these issues uh, is the spiritual battle that goes along with with it and and is around us all the time. 
And that's been a helpful part of this uh, series is that reminder. Because uh, solutions don't come through, if it's a physical mean, physical solutions can come from it. If it's a spiritual battle, uh, the battle needs to be uh, fought in the heavenlies uh, and miraculous things can happen. Um, I want to talk a little bit uh, today uh, just about the sword. What makes up the sword of the spirit? What are those components and how are those things supplied? Uh, because uh, any any uh, war you need supplies to fight it. I mean, I, my father's a veteran. I grew up watching war movies and pictures of big supply dumps and uh, trucks always come to mind when we talk about uh, pictures of battle. What does God supply for us and what is that weapon we yield? Uh, the sword of the spirit is made up of two things. One, the Holy Spirit, and two, the Word of God. And these two things make up this weapon, uh, and we're going to talk about how they work together uh, today. Um, So let's, uh, I encourage you guys to take notes. I am going to throw a lot of scripture at you. Um, I rather like to hear the word of God rather than me speaking. Uh, So I'm going to throw some words at you. Uh, Write them down. They will be a blessing to you. Um, We're going to start in 1 Corinthians uh, 2. uh, And we're going to go through 6 to 13. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature but do not, uh, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, uh, who are coming to their uh, to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery uh, that has been hidden and that God destined uh, for our glory before the beginning of time. Now, uh, of the uh, rule. Sorry, now of the rulers of this age uh, do not understand it. For uh, if they had, they would have not have crucified the Lord um, of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no uh, human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, uh, they are the things God has re- revealed to us through the Spirit. The Spirit uh, searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows the person's thoughts except for his own spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts uh, of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not a spirit of this world, but the spirit uh, who is from God. And so that we may understand that God is freely given to us. Uh, This is 
what we speak, not the words taught uh, to us by human wisdom, but the words taught uh, by the Spirit explain spiritual realities uh, with Spirit-taught words. That's a mouthful um, uh, there. Let me, let me do what my wife says I do really well. I'll condense it for you. Um, we go into battle not speaking the words of uh, the common time as Christians. What God provided through the Holy Spirit is his dwelling in us and speaking uh, personal knowledge through the Holy Spirit of who God is and who he called us to be and what, our, uh, what his will is for us. You might be very unaccustomed uh, to, to battle or spiritual battle. Uh, that's a blessing. Um, um, however, some of you might have experienced hardship in uh, spiritual battle. What is wonderful is in you, dwelling inside you, you have the Holy Spirit that from the creation of the world has seated himself with the Heavenly Father and has seen every battle uh, under time. And he sits inside you and he knows how to fight. So our words are not uh, our words. Our words are the words uh, of the Holy Spirit that speaks through, the, through us and uh, represents the perfect will of God. What an awesome supply. God giving us his own spirit to dwell inside of us, to speak to us and through us that knowledge that is there to be victorious in the battle. The question is, is are you accessing that spirit or are you running into battle uh, for the father without a weapon? Um, some ways that uh, the uh, God Spirit, uh, the Holy uh, Spirit speaks to us is through revelations and uh, inspiration. Uh, Roman, uh, Hebrews uh, 2, 3 through 4. Uh, how shall uh, we escape if we ignore this great salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those that we heard from. Uh, God also testified uh, to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles. And finally, by the gift of the Holy Spirit distributing according to his will. So through uh, the Holy Spirit, we get to see uh, exactly what God intended we get to see uh, exactly what his revelation was, his inspiration was. We get to hear his voice through his Holy Spirit, not just from a second, uh, not through telephone, hearing it from other sources. The Holy Spirit 
uh, guides us, leads us, teaches us, speaks to us uh, through the word of God and supplies the word of God to us. So revelation and through the word of God, uh, God, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Another verse, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed. It is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God uh, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's word is our uh, marching orders. It's our battle cry. It is our part of our identity. Uh, if we are to reflect Christ, we need to know uh, what Christ looks like and is like. And how do we, uh, if we don't, if we're not in his word, if we're not reading his word, uh, we may miss the mark. He provides his spirit. He provides uh, his word. And, and we should take his word as that battle cry and that marching order. Uh, Abraham, uh, in uh, Romans 4, 3, Abraham believed God and it was cr- uh, credited to him as righteousness. We, when reading God's word, we need to take it as his word and trust in his promises. If we don't take it as such, uh, again, we will be weak and ineffective. We will always feel like we're in the defensive. These these two realities make up uh, God's uh, holy uh, word. It makes up the sword of the spirit. These two realities, both the Holy Spirit and God's uh, own word make up this weapon. And they do the same work. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a, a few instances of things that they do together and then I'm because of sake of time I'm just going to throw homework at you and I'm going to encourage you to write down some scripture and visit it later um, everyone that is an employee of mine or have worked with me in this room are used to that from me like here's homework go do this um uh, I'm going to treat you guys the same. So, so I better see you writing. <clears throat> yeah, no one laughed at the first service when I said that. Um, um, the, the Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit works through the word and it reveals, uh, inspired, and confirms uh, the word. The Holy Spirit convicts sinners. John 16, 8. And when he comes, he will convict uh, the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The word also convicts sinners of sin. Acts 2, 37. Peter's words pierce the hearts 
And they uh, said to him and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do uh, to be righteous? The Holy Spirit sanctifies, sets apart its people. First uh, Peter uh, 1, 2. God the Father knew uh, you and chose you long ago, and his Spirit has made you holy. Uh, as a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Christ. May God give you more uh, grace and peace. So you believe in uh, Christ and you put your faith in him. The Holy Spirit is the one that came, came and gave you understanding and faith to do so. He also, the Holy Spirit, dwells with you and continues to set you apart uh, if you, you're the believer of Christ for his purpose. God's word does the same thing. Uh, God uh, sanctifies his people through his word. John 17, 17. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is true. Make them holy by your truth. Setting them apart. Uh, Holy Spirit saves uh, Titus 3 5. He saved us not because of the uh, righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy. He has washed us uh, from our sins, given us new birth and new life uh, through the Holy Spirit. The implanted word saves also, James uh, 1 21. So get rid of all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God that has implanted in your hearts if it has the power to save your souls. Um, I'm going to just spit out some uh, other things that they do and this weapon does in correlation between the spirit and uh, God's word. Holy Spirit cleanses sinners. 1 Corinthians 6.11 The word washes Ephesians uh, 5.26 and 27 The Holy Spirit leads Romans 8.14 The uh, word leads us uh, 1 John 1.6 and 7 His Holy Spirit strengthens us Ephesians 3 6 I mean 3 16 uh, word of God builds us up Acts, Acts 20 uh, 32 so these two parts make up the sword and if you uh, if you heard some of those uh, scriptures that I read they make great impact in our lives could we set could we set ourselves apart for God no not going to happen I'm going to choose to watch Netflix and eat Twinkies Can't, uh, won't be out there in the battle um, uh, 
Uh, it is the Holy Spirit and God's word that needs a place uh, in our life to set us apart uh, for him. And it, they are what supply us when we're in that battle. Um, so what is the sword of the spirit? What does it do to protect us? What does it do to defeat Satan? What what part does it have in this armor? Um, first of all, I will say it cuts to the heart. Um, Hebrews 4.12 uh, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a du- double-edged sword. It penetrates even, uh, divides the soul, uh, spirit, joints, and marrow. Uh, it uh, judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The sword of the spirit cuts. It cuts inwardly and it cuts outwardly. Um, We talk about taking uh, land or taking ground. Uh, One, ground is taken inside. God, God, early on, I came to uh, Christ with a bunch of garbage uh, uh, when I came to Christ, and God had to deal with me. And I have to say it was the uh, sword of the Spirit that uh, dealt with me. It had to show me my intentions rather than God's will. It had to show me what I was chasing rather than what I was worshiping. It had to deal with me. And part of that came through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And part of it was being confronted with God's word uh, on a regular basis. But it also, I have, it has become an old friend now. Um, and I don't like wielding it, I have to say, because it usually comes with really hard conversations. Um, it, it, taking uh, land, brothers and sisters suffering, the world being corrupt. You know, we think of the first church in those di- Apostles and disciples moving from town to town, speaking of the uh, gospel of Christ. And they were simple guys. Nothing special about them. Except they had the sword of the Spirit. God was dwelling in them. And they came up against rulers and cities and even the uh, holy of holy people of that time were like, who are these guys? These are simple guys, but they speak with an authority uh, that is far beyond and above uh, what they should know. It was the sword of the Spirit, God's Spirit dwelling in them, and they went out purposely uh, to make that known. That's, that's a different reality than maybe what we live in now. Second, um, besides it cuts, it defeats error. And what I mean by it defeats error is every 
every lie, every statement is held up to the and filtered through uh, this tool. Um, good scripture uh, here is Second Corinthians ten uh, uh, three through five. For though uh, we live in this world, we do not wage war uh, as the world does. The weapons are, we fight with are not weapons of this world. On contrary, uh, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments in every pretension uh, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought uh, captive to make it obedient to Christ. This is a powerful, powerful scripture. And in a soldier's hand, it can be incredibly uh, fruitful. Uh, it also takes practice. Um, uh, when one, you need to uh, be in touch with the Holy Spirit that's within you. Two, uh, it takes a lot of discipline to continually be in God's Word and really know it and really love it. And when those thoughts come and those accusations come, uh, to be able to wield it and break those strongholds, whether they're in your own life or in the life of those that God is uh, leading you to share them with. Um, this takes practice. Um, however, it bears fruit with good practice. Um, I encourage uh, when you'll wielding it outside of yourself to show grace and, and wait until the time you know it's ready to, uh, to be bold and share that truth that might tear, uh, burst someone's bubble. Um, um, fi finally, it defends. The it defends the Christians from sin and temptation. Um, Psalm 119, 28 through 32. My soul is weary uh, with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen your way of faithfulness. I have set my heart uh, on laws. Uh, I have... Uh, I hold fast your statutes, Lord. Do not uh, let me put, uh, be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. This idea, uh, God, God through his word and his Holy Spirit makes level ground. If we can hold to it, and follow it, there will be level ground. Uh, we, don't, we don't have to experience the temptation or the threat of things around us. Um, so it defends. Throwing a lot of scripture at you. How are you guys doing? Great. Um, uh, normally people get one of two pats. They get the one that is joking and uh, making fun of himself, or they get this pat. Uh, 
I'm sorry you got this bat this morning. Um, um, I'm, I would love to see a generation that runs towards the fire rather than hides. Um, I, I put this verse in here and it would be my prayer for our body. Um, and I love this uh, these verses because we don't talk this way anymore. Uh, Colossians uh, 1, 9 through 11. And this is the prayer for our body. Uh, for this reason, since the day uh, we have heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will uh, through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may uh, live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, uh, being uh, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may uh, have great endurance and patience. This uh, weapon is to direct us in the knowledge of God and uh, to build up in us uh, uh, to look like his image uh, my prayer for you is that uh, you would, uh, just like these other pieces of armor, you would learn how to pick it up and be equipped. Uh, you, you hear this on Sunday mornings a lot uh, within uh, Christian churches. You need to spend time uh, in prayer and in God's word. We, we say those things uh, because this is the nature of the battle. Uh, and we desire uh, for everyone to reflect and grow into their knowledge of Christ. Um, let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you, praise you. Um, Lord, I've given many scripture today. I pray uh, that they wouldn't just be heard, but I pray that they would uh, ooze down into uh, the person of who we are. I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would lift us up and refresh, renew these things of who you are and who your word is and, uh, and who we're called to be. I pray that you would send us out uh, into the city uh, fully armed for uh, the work that you're going to do. Just praise you. Thank you in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.